Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we are going to talk about something that happened in the South China Sea and media coverage and how trends in the way the news covers the news can often leave people with a false perception of things, a, a fictional interpretation of the world just based on how the media covers the news. Recently, in uh, or over the South China Sea, there was a, I think it was a P-8. It was a, a surveillance flight. Surveillance flights happen all the time. It was a U.S. surveillance flight. And it was in international airspace, but it was pretty close to contested airspace. So the Chinese sent up a plane. And there was that Top Gun moment where, you know, both planes are really close to each other, looking at each other, gesturing, I'm sure. Um, the thing is, the P-8 happened to have a CNN crew aboard. And they got footage of this dramatic incident, right? And in a lot of the reporting, it's used to kind of showcase how tensions between the U.S. and China are they're just on the rise and, and look at this. And that's how it's being framed in, in a lot of the coverage. What's the reality? The commander of the Navy mission was asked about it and was like, no, nah, it's more like, you know, just another Friday over the South China Sea. Because it's not actually incredibly uncommon. Um, those types of games, they occur pretty frequently. We just don't know about them. The coverage isn't there. They occur, they happen, but they normally don't have a CNN crew literally on the plane. So you don't have the footage. So it doesn't become a news story. So people don't think about it. Um, the same thing happened with the train in Ohio. That derailment, it was severe. It's a big deal. It was a big deal. It still is a big deal. Um, ecological damage, and it, and it was, as train derailments go, it was severe just on that. Because the public started expressing interest in train derailments, what did the media do? They started covering train derailments in, in a pursuit to get clicks, to get views. They started covering it more often than they would. So I want to say there were four that they covered pretty, pretty prominently. And it led to people developing this fictional interpretation of things. You had people on social media actually floating theories about, are we under attack? Is it sabotage and all of this stuff? But what's the reality? If you were to look at um, averages of train derailments since like 1990, it's a little more than 1,700 per year. 1,700 per year. Break that down into per day. Four over the course of uh, a week actually isn't bad. Now, admittedly, not all trained derailments are the same. The one in Ohio, really bad. A lot of those 1,700, not so much. Um, but 
when they started covering the other ones, it created a false perception because of how the public has viewing habits that the media then plays into to get more views, to generate more revenue. Um, it's a really bad idea to shape your beliefs and your perception of the world based on frequency of coverage. Something being covered repeatedly doesn't actually mean that it's at an increase. Uh, I could be wrong about this because I haven't seen recent numbers, but the last time I looked, we were actually kind of near a historic low when it came to train derailments. But because of the coverage, because of the severity of what happened there, it's been brought to everybody's attention. And because of that, hopefully <laughs> there will be uh, there will be changes in regulations. There will be changes in safety. And those numbers will go down. The averages will go down. That, that should be what occurs here. There should be a whole group of people trying to figure out how to make sure this never happens again. And, and that should be the, the driving force behind the coverage. Not simply scaring people. But scaring people, it makes more money. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.